Hey, you like cars? Well, so do I. Take a seat real quick. You're listening to Car Quicks. And we're back. I said I'd be consistent. I said it. I said my goal is to be consistent. So here I am. Another episode. Car Quicks. It's your host, Cameron. Cameron Biggs, if you want to be formal. Mr. Biggs, you know. Don't hate. <laughs> so it's been a it's been an interesting week. I mean, nothing extra crazy in the car world, but there's been some there's been some interesting things that have come up. And this episode is mostly about an opinion I have about just my thoughts on a certain genre of cars that's coming out. And that's, you know, heavily pushed. I love it. I love the idea of technology and the advancement of it and what's coming next and, you know, all that jazz. I love it all. It all sounds very good to me. However, this episode today is titled, I wrote it down somewhere, you know, hold on, hold on. Found it, man, so much for that pause on the podcast, everybody's listening to silence. Okay, the title was electric cars do not have to be this ridiculous. And I'm saying this because. All the electric, like, I guess Tesla is the most, that's the most well-known brand. Their car designs are very simple, understated. They look very clean. I've seen plenty of modified ones and plaids and Model 3s, and they look very good. You put a set of wheels on, lower it, things like that. You can make them look clean just from the factory. They look how they look, right? The Model Ys and Model X, I mean, those look like rolling eggs, but they're not terrible, but... The point of me saying that electric cars do not have to be ridiculous is just what is being produced as a concept for what the future of electric cars are. And I understand that like manufacturers right now, they have like a clean slate to kind of do whatever they want. And when you don't have to develop motors and deal with a lot of the, you know, sounds and audio, not audio, but like the NVMH is that what they call it? I forgot. It's like the motor, the noises you hear from the road and the engine and the transmission. Like you don't have to worry about that. So now it's kind of like a free for all for like designing these cars in a way to me doesn't match the joys of driving. I think they become just transportation, like public transportation or just putting bodies into a vessel that gets you from point A to B. And what I mean by that is so just this week, um, we had CES 20, 2023, right? And Sony and BMW brought out a car that they're going to be peddling as the future of their electric lineup in their cars. And so Sony and actually Honda, they partnered up with a brand called Afila, which the name's trash. I mean, like, let's be, let's be real here. They sat in a room with all the letters in the alphabet and they came up with Afila, A-F-E-E-L-A. Now, I know I could be paid whatever they were paid, 
And I guarantee I would have had a better name. But anyways, Afila. Like, don't even, don't even sound fire. Like, yo, what you dropping? I'm in the Afila. The what? You feeling what? My goodness. Um, So they make their car. The Honda, Sony and Honda are teaming up together. Sony, obviously, with the sensors and the infotainment and the technology inside of the car. Honda with the safety engineering of a vehicle. Obviously, that's their bread and butter. And it's just like none of these cars have a soul. Like, they don't have anything interesting. It's just all computer. It's like I'm staring at a laptop that has wheels on it. And I'm like, that's... I guess that's fine if all you want to do is sit in the driver's seat and command the car to do something you want it to do. Like, where is the feeling of the driving? Where, like, And maybe we're getting away from that. There's a bunch of people who do not care about that. They just want to get to point A to B. And I'm in the minority that enjoys driving. So then we look at it a little bit differently. But these cars get too ridiculous. Like the Fila. They're talking about having this full digital AR dashboard that augments the reality of the road in front of you. Things like what you're driving, what you're doing, the front grills and the entire digital display that you can change to the things you're doing. You can possibly play games in the car because it's Sony. So they're thinking they're going to utilize some technology that might emulate what the PS5 is doing inside the car. And I'm like, I mean, I'm a tech guy. I work in this field. So for me, I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. But where does that make the car interesting? Like all the cars now, they're starting to, they're all starting to look the same. Really, the angle now is to try to do the very retro look. Um, Hyundai did it with the Icon, with the Ionic, Iconic, Ionic. They did it with the Ionic Five, which had like the pixelated taillights, very cyberpunkish retro synth wave, Blade Runner. It looks it looks cool in a sense, but what happens is everybody's starting now to try to do the same thing, and we start losing some type of design language, which really, because of the nature of new electric cars and what they offer, we could essentially go back to like some really cool, truly future retro designs. It doesn't have to all be Kit and Knight Rider and Blade Runner. Like everything doesn't have to be like that to be like, yo, I'm in an electric car. They can look like better design evolved designs of what we have right now this is a feel of car i mean as far as the technology goes i'm sure it's going to be exciting because sony this is going to be like a showcase for them and honda obviously wants to move forward with what they're doing with the electric platform but honda made an electric car that they previewed that to me the design was like oh that's very very clean it looks like now in the future. And that was a prologue, which looks like, a, you know, it's still kind of a boxy SUV. But the stance of it, the wheels and the way the the hips and the shoulders looked and the way the fenders flowed. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a cool crossover electric car that looks like it's going to the future, but is in the present. If that makes any sense. This Afila thing looks like a half egg on wheels. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, okay. I mean, if maybe all I care about is just getting to the grocery store and getting to work, taking a kid somewhere, then I mean, cool. But if you wanted to like have that moment when you park your car and turn around and look back at it, this is going to get lost in the sea of other eggs that are going to be in the parking lots because that's what everybody seems to be making when it comes to the passenger cars. They just all seem to get into the same mold. It doesn't have to be this way. They can come up with something that 
it just, I, I don't even know. You know what? I do know. There is a company that's making some of the most fire electric retro design. And that was, I think it's called Alpha Motors, if I'm correct. I have to look this up as I'm talking to you guys. But Alpha Motors, if I'm correct, has been making some of the greatest looking retro designed electric cars that I've seen. Like, it's, they look great. Yeah, Alpha Motors. Like, everyone they have been releasing has looked amazing. Like, I don't even know what else to say. They haven't missed yet. And their design shows what it means to have something that looks like the past going into the future. Very nice to be in the present. And I'm talking about most of every model they've released so far has looked that part. They had the Wolf electric truck. They had the Saga Estate. They had other electric cars. I mean, like every single one they've been showing has been so fired that it's almost maddening because it looks so good. It makes so much sense that all we can do is pray these people can make it to production. But this ain't about Alpha Motors because I'm sure one of these podcasts, we're going to do a deep dive on them because, boy, who's ever designed over there has got the pin. But as far as like the Sony and the Honda car that showed at CES, I was just like, I mean, it's nice. The technology is good, but it looks it's forgettable. So other than them talking about the front grill has a digital display, which as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be an advertising nightmare. Like you're going to pay a subscription or something to function the car for the infotainment system. And they almost definitely going to have some type of advertisement on the front end. If you don't want to pay for it, the front end of your car is going to say like Sharon Williams, come and get some paint or something as you're driving around the car. Like who, what, what? No, nobody wants that. But digital displays on the front, I mean, not to be like the old head to be like, yo, this car has cost so much. All these electronics and things are going to be impossible to fix. Listen, we ain't going to, there's going to be a point in time where we're not going to be fixing nothing. Then we're going to catch up and have some knowledge of the, of the, third party aftermarket then we're gonna be back to fixing them but if you get in a front end collision and you got a full oled screen on your grill then i mean <laughs> insurance is gonna be crazy in the future it's gonna be nuts but i think it's an okay car i just think that one the name is trash i don't care what anybody says fight me like the name a fila i'm not a feeling it okay it's no but they could have I just feel like you're talking about Sony, game design, product design, Honda, car design, product design. I'm just like, you guys could have definitely made something that looked a lot better. I mean, y'all could have made it look like an Acura legend. And I would have been like, no, this is a winner. But obviously, because of range and stuff, a lot of these things have to become very drag coefficient and become a certain shape to cut through the wind as efficiently as possible and unfortunately the look of that isn't the greatest doesn't look that great it looks just okay model threes model y's model x the plat the, the model s kind of you know functions in a very clean sedan look but even then there are many talks of like yo that design's been around for a while it's getting a little tired not too much but it's, it's gonna be time for something new but the point of me saying electric cars don't have to be ridiculous it's like all the things that they try to do to get you excited about it when funny enough some of the best cars that we like were just the overall package it didn't have to do anything wild and crazy we weren't like yo the new accord is so crazy because they put 
an OLED on the roof. It wasn't like that wasn't what we were asking for. People just want to see something that evolves and moves the needle forward. And they're like, man, that's a very nice upgrade or a very nice change into what I had previously. And I was in that model. But I think the manufacturers get too caught up in trying to be the first one to excite the crowds, like to do something very exciting. I think Dodge, for example, did really well when they were showing off the electric version of what they would consider the Challenger because they went even further back on the design to look like the original one from like the 60s and then brought it into the future with new technologies and other design elements. And I thought for them that married the idea the best because you're like, oh, man, I'm still looking at a car that like I really would like to drive. And one of the things about liking to drive is because that emotion, it matters inside of the cars. And so I think when I'm talking about the electric cars being so ridiculous is that I don't even know if they're really talking to people who like cars or if they're just trying to find something that's truly exciting or just kind of over the top. I think a lot of it's just over the top. I don't think some of it is really that, I don't know. I don't think it's really that designed that well. To me, some of it is just extra for the sake of being extra. Like I said, electric cars is a clean slate for all these manufacturers. So they now can sit on, they can sit in a place where they can do something brand new. Now, another car that was released in during the CES, but this was just car, you know cars coming out this week was the Dodge was Ram, not Dodge Ram, but Ram trucks released their electric fifteen hundred concept truck, which they hinted at being most of it is going to make it into production. <laughs> Yo, when they say this stuff. They save this stuff with the craziest looking bucket seats inside of a car with aluminum framing in Alcantara. And you're like, come on, dog. Like that whole interior is not coming to the dealerships. OK, and the truck, the truck is cool. I man, I don't I don't know why I can't even outside of the Ford F-150 Lightning, which looks basically like an F-150 with electric, which I think is kind of a smart path to take when you're trying to bring in this new wave of cars. The Chevy Silverado EV and the Ram EV, I guess throwing the Cybertruck as well. It's like a lot of these are just kind of just wild designs that I feel like will not hold up for the test of time. These are not going to be here for the long haul. Most of the people that see these cars are going to buy them because they're initially excited and they're not going to age well. So the new Ram came out and it looks it looks decent. I mean, it's a very muscular, very broad shoulder design of a truck similar to Ram trucks in general. Think of TRX with gigantic wheels. I don't even know if those are like 26s or 24s or whatever they put on it. And then the interior is the normal extra. It has suicide doors. Those are not coming to the fact. Like, come on now, stop it. You know good and well you're getting conventional doors. The interior had four buckets that could slide fore and aft, like pretty far. And then there was a seventh or sixth jump seat in the back, which obviously this interior is going to be completely revamped. They're going to get down to the standard seats and chairs. They're not going to have these crazy looking buckets, even though they are trying to say that this was the interior. I don't believe that. Now on the dash... Obviously, with electric cars, I think one of the issues with that I have or one of my opinions when I say they are getting too ridiculous is that they take away all the buttons. Everything is just a gigantic screen. And I'm like, OK, cool, that's screen. But are you a good person at creating interfaces? Like, is your touchscreen activity well? 
is everything kind of hidden inside of a screen where I got to change the radio. I got to tap on four different screens to then go to the HVAC and then change the radio station and try to turn on Bluetooth. And the funny thing is we do all this and everybody wants you to not be distracted when you're driving. But I got a 19-inch screen in the middle of the car asking me to do all these things to help set it up. Of course I'm distracted. Like I'm looking at mad graphics. What do you want me to do? I'm trying to get to the AC. I got to tap on five different screens and do voice recognition. I'm distracted. Okay. So on the brand one, they have like this big 18 inch, 19 inch screen in the center. Obviously it's like the new form of what they do now inside of their Ram trucks, which has a bigger screen. So they're just doing an evolution of that. Obviously very clean, no really bezels, kind of like a floating screen. Some of that to me is a cop out when it comes to design because the floating screen on the dashboard the same thing that you see other journalists say. It's like an iPad on the dashboard. It's like there's no really thought into integrating that well. Physical buttons are still well, need, they're needed. Like look at the new, look at Volkswagen when they put all touch, you know, controls on the GTI. Almost every review was like, yeah, you could have just stuck to some physical buttons. Like I don't need to slide my finger and do a wave, a gesture in the air and a Harlem shake to get the car to recognize what I'm doing. We're doing too much. So this one designed well. The roof obviously is this crazy opaque, you know, goes clear, goes opaque. It looks like it has almost like veins inside of it the way that they designed the roof for this. Clearly this is all concept. There's what would be the reason to bring this to the, to the dealerships or bring it to production other than saying I'm going to have um I'm going to have a large panoramic roof that can obviously fade out you know block the sun that makes sense one of the coolest features though that any of these electric trucks offers is the ability to kind of haul stuff that's really large because of all these different designs that they can throw in so just like the chevy silverado ev this one has what they call like a mid gate which is somewhere on the back of the truck where the cab is a door can kind of slide down and you can push in something that's much longer and then in the front of the truck there's another opening somewhere in between the center console all the way to the front or the front of the truck and you can basically slide something in like an 18 foot two by four, two by six and stack them that way. That's pretty cool. I don't know how many people that are really hauling and building and doing lumber are going to really care to try to haul the whatever small amount of 18 foot or 16 foot two by fours or two by sixes that they need. But if you're like a homeowner and you have this and you run to run a project, the cool thing is I can kind of haul something as much longer or as long as the truck without having to call upon Home Depot to get a trailer truck or whatever it is to haul it over to my house. So that one is a cool idea. But I think some of the designs as far as what we're looking at in the future need to dial back just because the cost of these things becomes too crazy. The Chevy Silverado EV, the Chevy Blazer EV the upcoming Cybertruck, whenever that decides to show up. Ford F-150, Lightning, the prices. It's like you're talking about $60,000, $70,000 trucks, $80,000 trucks, $100,000 trucks. That is crazy. They said the Chevy Silverado RST, the EV one, at the full spec is like $104,000. What are we actually talking about? Who's buying these cars? Who's buying these trucks? I mean, I know somebody is. But that is not why the F-150 was the highest selling vehicle in all of North America. It wasn't because everybody was buying these $90,000 optioned out versions. They were buying the fleet versions. They were buying the ones that were workhorses. And so I think 
it would be nice to start seeing electric cars and trucks that really speak to mass adoption, right? The Ford Maverick, if they make an all-electric version of that, keep the price under 30, keep it in the same realm it is, massive hit. If they get to a all-electric equinox or something that's like under twenty five thousand, or if tesla can make a car that's actually 30 grand the model three no longer is that it starts at like 45 it gets to 50 when you really add the stuff you want to do if you want full if you want the full self-driving you know aka advanced radar cruise control then you're gonna have to add ten thousand or more to that as well and so all of a sudden we got these fifty thousand dollar electric cars and then when you want people to adopt them nobody's adopting them Nobody's actually signing up for this unless they just want it for a status symbol. Tesla is a status symbol now. It's not necessary. I mean, I guess some people do feel like they're helping with the environment. I'm buying an electric car. I'm, I'm providing something that's better and not polluting, so on and so forth. But where is the stuff that is actually for the people that want to actually get into these electric cars? All the ones here are just over the top. It's zero to 60 in one second, zero to a quarter mile in eight seconds. Like, who? number one, Half the people can't even drive cars that fast. Your st your skill level at your driving isn't even warranted for you to be in a plaid talking about it can do a nine second quarter mile. Like folks got to train and wear helmets and we got people going to the grocery store trying to do a plaid launch craziness. That's why I'm circling back to that company, Alpha Motors, because what they were what they have created and I say created, I'm talking about all we have is kind of like digital designs and renders. But man, if these people even get close to making something, I'm immediately putting a deposit down. This stuff is too fire. We're talking about retro future design. Very simple, cutting to the point, a lot of overland kind of outdoorsy type of car builds and trucks. It would be really cool. Or on the other hand, it would be nice to see the manufacturers, instead of trying to chase the over the top, the extra, like the Hummer EV kind of started this thing with all the American truck manufacturers wanting to kind of outdo each other. I got 26s on the Chevrolet EV. It does this. It costs 100000 Ram comes out. We got four buckets and clear roof, and we got the tailgate, the midgate, and then you ask them, well, what would it cost at the top end? And guaranteed it's going to be somewhere like eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000. And it's like, all right, well, we lost the plot if what we want to have is mass adoption of people inside of electric cars. And I don't know if that's really something that's going to happen sooner, later, or whenever anybody gets. When we kind of get closer to this point, I think it'll start happening more. Where we get to these electric cars that kind of start making more more sense. Not everything to me has to be this digital screen in the grill and all screens in the interior and no steering wheel and a yoke steering wheel and bucket seats and everything on the outside looks like a rolling egg and nothing has any type of design like you can get to these squarish designs that also introduce the future as well something that has more i don't know more bite to it i think it's kind of lazy when i see cars that are designed that when they sit very high like suvs but they're cars and i'm like why does everything have to be sitting up high i know that's what the market is telling you they want everybody's buying suvs so we're going to make everything sit and feel like that but i think there can be a difference and a change and once that gets introduced you get to better options hyundai actually did really well when they had their concept those like you know sports cars but i mean those look ridiculous like everybody around was like 
that is how you design something. So they actually might be one of the few manufacturers that start saying, we're going to design something that speaks to people. And it just so happens to be electric and it's going to be cool, but it's also going to still look like something that is on the road now. Like you don't, I don't think everything has to look like Nissan Leafs did where it's just like, okay, you look like the oddball out, like just because you have an electric car. That is kind of one of the benefits of Tesla. While they might look, you know, kind of simplified now, at least they blend in. A Model S is a good looking car and it doesn't look like it's trying to do too much. Same thing with the Model Y and Model X and stuff. While I might think they still kind of look like, you know, the design they have kind of roundish, they still kind of blend in. And that's kind of a selling point to it. And so once we get to that point of having these cars being more normalized for regular consumers, I think all the stuff being rolled out onto the front stages right now is just over the top exuberance, zero to 60 in this time, top speed, range, all this, lucid air, like everything is kind of rivian, everything is kind of pushed to the high end. And that's not what's going to move the needle for the adoption of electric cars. You need the commodity stuff to come in. That's why the Honda Prologue concept they showed is very promising because you're talking about an SUV that's very similar to looking like the older passports and things of that nature. That is going to be adopted very well, especially if the price tag is appropriate for what it is, which probably should be like under 40. Let's just say it's under 50, but you're going to get people to say this now is starting to make sense. This is where I show up and I start getting into this lifestyle of things. And so once that happens, kind of be better options for right now i think a lot of the concepts while they're cool i love concept cars who doesn't i think sometimes most people dismiss them because what they see is so far-fetched and over the top they realize one the costs are so high two it's not coming to production like that and three the availability won't be anytime soon so they go on to the next thing that's all i got it's car quicks do as you wish. Do as you may. This is Cameron, your host. 